Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer Radio Show, brought to you by Tractor Supply, where we give away more chicken coops and chicken-related prizes than anyone else on the planet. We are often imitated, but never duplicated. My name is Andy Schneider, but most know me as the Chicken Whisperer, author of The Chicken Whisperer's Guide to Keeping Chickens, national spokesperson for the USDA Biosecurity for Birds program, and editor-in-chief of Chicken Whisperer magazine. Today is Wednesday, July 9th, and I would like to thank all of you for tuning in this afternoon on Blog Talk Radio. This is a live radio show that is broadcast around the world. This radio show is all about keeping backyard poultry, show poultry, and living a self-sufficient lifestyle. Each week, I welcome experts in their field to share their knowledge about different topics, including backyard poultry, show poultry, heritage poultry, gardening, cooking, and living a self-sufficient lifestyle. Be sure to visit our website, chickenwhisperer.com, where you can follow us on Twitter, become a fan on Facebook, and subscribe to the absolutely free digital edition of Chicken Whisperer magazine. If you like a real edition of a magazine, you like to sit in your easy chair, sit back, and flip through the pages, we have that available too. One-year subscription, just $9.95. be mailed right to your front door. No worries there. You can subscribe there at chickenwhisperer.com. Once again, I would like to thank all of you for tuning in to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by Tractor Supply. When you need an incubator, think Brency, the incubation specialist. Brency has been a world-leading manufacturer of incubators for over 30 years. Incubators from 7 to 380 eggs with high-quality electronic and digital controls, including precise humidity control and programmable egg turning, all at surprisingly affordable prices. Visit them online at Brency.com. Brency spelled B-R-I-N-S-E-A. That's Brency.com or call 1-888-667-7009. 
Enter the coupon code WHISPER at checkout and save 10% on their incubators, brooders, egg candlers, and other incubation accessories. When you need an incubator, think Brency, technology you can trust. You've just entered a dimension of dirty water, a dimension of poop-filled water, a dimension of stagnant water. You've crossed into the dirty waterer zone. But up ahead is your signpost to cleaner water, the Bright Tap Chicken Waterer. The Bright Tap Waterer is fully covered. Chickens drink from special valves, so dirt and droppings can't get into the water. Chickens get sparkling clean water. You get less work. No poop-filled water pans for you to touch or wash out. Bright Tap, clean water made simple. Visit chickenwaterer.com to learn more. That's chickenwaterer.com. Cackle Hatchery is a third-generation, family-owned and operated hatchery. They offer over 193 varieties of poultry shipped directly from their facility in Missouri. It's their mission to enhance your life by providing you with quality poultry for showing, meat, enjoyment, eggs, and pets. They specialize in hatching purebred poultry and shipping day-old chicks right to your local post office since 1936. 4-H and FFA Youth Poultry Clubs get a 10% discount. Check out their website, CackleHatchery.com, for posted weekly specials and discounts. That's CackleHatchery.com. Are you in the market for a new chicken coop? Want one that will outlast all the others? Then check out Urban Coop Company. All of their coops are made from 100% appearance-grade western red cedar with galvanized hardware and advanced all-weather joinery right here in the USA. Compared to other coops, Urban Coop Company coops will last longer and look better doing it. They're designed to be both beautiful and functional. In fact, they have earned the Chicken Whisperer seal of approval and are Chicken Whisperer approved. I invite you to browse their website to learn more about the many features of their coops and check out their integrated coop accessories that will make your life easier. Urban Coop Company is a family-owned business located in Dripping Springs, Texas, USA. They are passionate about building great coops because they know you're passionate about your backyard chickens. Visit them online at urbancoopcompany.com. That's urbancoopcompany.com. Hi, I'm country music artist Nathan Osmond, and you're listening to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. And the mighty bird against prejudice continues his fight for law and order. So when you hear that cry in the sky, you'll know it's Super Chicken. All righty, thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. We've got a great show lined up for you today. We're kind of uh, reinventing ourselves with uh, uh, restarting our segment on essential oils. And we had Tracy with uh, Purple Lotus Essential Oils on uh, for a, uh, a regular time for a short period of time. And then things just got busy for both of us. I went on tour and things like that. So uh, we've invited her back. And because it was a very popular uh, show, 
very popular topic uh, around the country right now, and uh, people using essential oils for all different types of uh, reasons and solutions and care. And um, so we thought we'd go ahead and uh, uh, have her back on, and um, she's going to tell us uh, all about today kind of an introductory um, segment on essential oils, how and why and history of and, and different things like that, and she's the expert, not me. So uh, we'll be having that. Uh, we'll be bringing her on here in just a uh, just a little bit. I want to remind everybody that even though there's no official chicken coop contest on our Facebook page for the month of July, we're taking this month off that we've given away a chicken coop every month this year. Um, we did combine two months, uh, to be to be honest and factual, because of a, a salmonella, salmonella outbreak we did cover extensively, so that took away from the contest, so we extended it for two months. But um, So we're taking a break for July, but we'll resume with the chicken coop contest on our Facebook page come August, so we're very excited about that. And um, But we are still giving away a coop in the magazine. So uh, and it is an actively running contest. I think you have till the end of August to enter that. And if you go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the chicken whisperer, facebook.com forward slash the chicken whisperer, go to our page, scroll down, you won't be able to miss it. There will be a link there that will take you right to the entry page where you can enter to win a beautiful chicken coop from Urban Coop Company. And um, it's a hot one. We gave one away, I think back in February, we gave that poop away. So uh, we're giving away another one in our magazine. And while you're there, you can subscribe to the free digital edition of Chicken Whisperer magazine. And, uh, or if you want to buy the, um, the year subscription and um, have it delivered right to your house, we can do that as well. So I want to remind everybody about the, about the uh, chicken coop contest we've got going on right now. Tomorrow we're going to welcome Richard Frudenberger, publisher of Back Home Magazine. He joins us the second and fourth Thursday of every month. And tomorrow it looks like the topic is going to be all about fermented foods. Uh, that will be tomorrow's topic, fermented foods, right here 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio here on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whispers. I want to remind everybody about tomorrow's show. So, And then, of course, we'll return Monday with another great episode of Ask the Chicken Doctor with Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor, and uh, that will be next Monday. So a uh, great show lined up for today, a great show lined up tomorrow, and then we'll come, we'll come back on Monday with another episode with Peter Brown, the Chicken Doctor. So let's go ahead and get over here to the to the phone lines, and uh, we're going to bring Tracy on with Purple Lotus Oils. Let's give her a big chicken whisperer return welcome. Hey, hey Tracy. Andy. How are Thanks you? So much for, good, good. Thank you so much for joining us. I know we've had we've just been so busy. You and I both. You've been. I follow you, of course, on Facebook and uh, all the all the busyness that, that you're doing, and and we just got back from tour. We're going on another one here in about six weeks, and um, but it was such a a hot show, a popular show, great, awesome, useful information. It just made sense to to have you back and try to get in a more normal uh, normal routine. So we'll be uh, of course uh, posting when Tracy's going to be on on our Facebook page and on our Twitter page. And Twitter, we're at uh, at Backyard Poultry there on Twitter, and uh, more than likely it will probably be something like the um, second Wednesday of, uh, of every month, which is today, so that's kind of what we're going to be looking at. So you got to love that, and so thank you very much for uh, coming back and sharing a passion of yours, which of course is essential oils. I think, I think we were on the road, and I had put down 
or I posted something on your page. I'm trying to think what it was. I don't know if it had to do with nausea or a stomach bug or a head cold. I couldn't remember what it was. I'm like, what am I supposed to use again for this ailment? <laughs> and you were like, well, if you don't already have it ordered and in your house, it's a little bit too late, don't you think, Anne? <laughs> Absolutely. That is, and obviously, with so much of our homesteading activities, preparation is key. So, um, you know, getting yep. stuff at the last minute is not always easy when you're going for quality oils, and uh, you can't mm-hmm. just run to the local corner drugstore and get it like you can with a lot of pharmaceuticals. So, yep, having mm-hmm. them in your hand and being comfortable with them ahead of time is key for when those big things in life come up, which mm-hmm. actually Absolutely. happened to me. The other week, I don't know if you saw my note on my Facebook page, since we're Facebook friends, uh, but I didn't make it public, and I'm happy to share that. I had a horrible incident of um, cellulitis about two weeks ago. And so, of course, all of my traditionally, you know, medically-minded people in my life were saying, you know, you need to get an antibiotic for that. And I thought, yeah, you're probably right, but it was Friday night, and then you're stuck with that whole, do I go to the ER? Ooh, it doesn't seem like an emergency. Do I go to urgent care? What kind of person is working at 12, you know, midnight at an urgent care kind of place? So I'm like, I'll just wait till the morning. And I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on this with my oils. And sure enough, I developed a whole protocol and hit that hard with those oils. And it was gone. According to my online research, with an antibiotic, you should be feeling better in seven to ten days, but it may take months for all the symptoms to completely go away. Mine was completely mm. gone in two to three days. So not only is it cheaper, it's faster, and less side effects. So that's what I love about these oils. Very cool. And so where, where did you, um, how did you find out the information about what to use? Did you already know this? You did some research, you said, and found out what, which ones to use for your particular ailment. Well, and there's a couple things. We'll go into that now as we kind of go into overviews. But this is one of the reasons why it's very beneficial to work with someone like myself who has um, a lot of training and knowledge in the field, right? I'm a certified wellness advocate. So this is the reason why, you know, a lot of things aren't just sold Um, Like I said, at the corner drugstore, there's a reason why you go to your doctor to understand how to use that. There's a reason why um, we all listen to your show to get information about different things because not everybody knows 100% of 100% stuff out there. So getting your oils from a company, like, uh, you know, I'm always up front that I prefer doTERRA. It's a wonderful company. has an amazing product. The purity of the oils is unparalleled. So to work with someone like me, you still buy your oils on your own. You spend what you want. You know, I don't have to mail them to you or anything like that. You still buy them on your own, but you can get the advice in that in times like that. When something comes up, I'm always there. Like you said, you can always message me. Um, I'm always on Facebook. You know that. And then also mm-hmm. there's a couple other sources that we'll talk about that people can get their information from and, and do their own research and really make their own decisions. And that's what this is all about. It's not about thinking that you know more than a doctor, absolutely not. Um, It's not about being difficult or anything like that. It's about really empowering yourself to make your own decisions um, on healthcare and just the the stuff you use in your home. I'm teaching a green cleaning class tonight in St. Louis. So it's not that, 
you know, scrubbing bubbles don't work in your tub, I'm sure they do clean. I just don't want my kids then to sit in that bath water that I just mm-hmm. use those toxins on that tub. So it's, it's you know, just about empowering yourself to make your most, own. One of my most memorable shows you did was that, you know, using essential oils around the house. And um, I'll raise my hand. I'll admit it. People know me. Uh, I admit to my downfalls uh, 100%. I'm an honest person and very transparent. But um, and, and, and I have not... And I should have, but we, we're, we're actually moving to a house behind ours. You know, we bought this homestead down here, which is a dream come true. And then uh, her parents bought a, a bigger house behind us, also built around 1900, uh, bigger. They're having some extreme health issues, and they will never come mm-hmm. back ever again. So we put our kind of house on the market that we bought seven years ago, moved down here full-time, and Caleb was born three years ago. Anyway, so we're in the process of moving down the street, maybe a couple of hundred yards away. That's it, basically next door. And so uh, we're in the process of uh, cleaning and things like that, moving things up, moving things out, having garage sales. And and I went out and bought literally about a half a case of, you're going to cringe, Tracy, um, (laughs) the Lysol disinfectant. (laughs) And and I remember that show. So every time I pull one out to actually start using it on something, um, I'm like, you know, I should really be buying these paper <laughs> towel rolls, cutting them in and half. And making your own, exactly. And and how much money would you save if you make them yourself? my mixture of, of maybe some lemon scent with the, with the mm-hmm. oils and, and, and the cleaning oils and put in there. And then use these paper towels. Not only will I save money, but it'll be, I'll get the same thing done with vinegar or whatever. You know, we're going to use in that. And I still have yep. wipes. I'm probably saving money, and it's safer for the family. And uh, it's just one of those things where, like, every time I pull one out now, I think about that show. You taught us how to to do that. And uh, and the important thing is it's not an all-or-nothing thing. It's it's not, oh, hey, you have to dump everything you're comfortable using and that you know what to use and get all new stuff. It's a process. And I'm several years into it. And like I said, you know, every day I find new uses for these oils, things I didn't know I was going to need them for new things I can make with it. So, you know, it's it's a journey. We're all we're all on the journey, right? You, I'm I'm still it is and I don't know why. I guess it's just because of, of of I'm forty five and I just you know, you grow up being a paramedic, getting schooled in that, you know, drugs and what you things like that and, and over the counter and prescription. But um we, we do try to buy as organic as much as we can. And, of course, in, in a very rural area, it's hard to do. We do order from Amazon things we can't find locally. And then mm-hmm. we do treat our children with as much homeopathic stuff as we possibly can and can find. And, and, and still today, I mean, we've been doing Caleb's three. And from the time he was born, homeopathic stuff. And we've seen it work day in and day out to the point where we're like, wow, this really works. Even though I'm skeptical, skeptical right. I don't know why. When I buy this stuff, I'm like, oh, maybe I should just get the, the Dime Tap or the Robitaille or something. But I'm like, no, yep, no, yep. I want, you know, I want to get the homeopath. And, and just this week, two days ago, Caleb had the uh, sniffly, sneezy, snotty nose, sneezing, runny nose, uh, you know, using puffs every five seconds, whatever. And, you know, he's three. So you go and you look at all this stuff that's out there, and it's like not recommended under six or under mm-hmm. two, I consult your physician and all this stuff. And then there's a little section, thank goodness, at CVS that has the homeopathic uh, treatments. We've been buying them for th- over three years now. And even just this week, I don't know why, as much as I've seen how awesome they work and how surprised I've been, I don't know why, um, even this week when I bought this stuff, um, I was like, 
well, I'm going to try it because I don't want to give them that crap and, and it's under, you know, under two and then, you know, you know how much right. they give and they're not recommended. So I bought this stuff and I'm telling you, man, in, in, in two, a day and a half, it's it's gone. I mean, he woke up, he slept great last night. We gave, we've given yep. it to him really, like every four hours as it stated. And today, bam, it's like it never even happened. And it, exactly. You know, look at the label and it's all this, um, all the, um, uh, homeopathic um, herbs and things that are in there, and then it just you know it says which ones for which for runny nose, for congestion, for cough, for you know, and and uh, sure enough, <laughs> uh, again, once again I'm amazed. But you know what? I'm telling you, I'll probably in, in another month or two or whenever I need to go back, one of them has a sniffly sneezes or something, and I'll be like, well, I'm going to get the homeopathic stuff, and I uh, hope I hope it works. Yeah, and <laughs> and, and again, it's a paradigm. It's a paradigm shift. Yeah, after three it's, years of seeing it work amazingly, and I still I have my doubts after three years of it working. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the same boat, and I still, I absolutely still do that, and that's why that little, you know, story that I wrote on my Facebook page, I was sure to put that in there because I wanted other people to know. It got to the point where I was like, maybe I'm making the wrong decision. Maybe I should just go with what's comfortable and that, but I stuck it out, and, you know, that's the place. That's the place where magic kind of happens, right? It's a little bit right outside of your comfort zone. So yeah. sticking with something, that's the definition of faith right there. Sticking with something even when it's a little bit difficult um, to wrap your head around, boom, when you come out on that other side, it's just amazing. So, yes, I will remember every time I use the oils and I think they're not going to work. I remember some other time when I used oils and thought they weren't going to work, and, of course, they did. They do every time. So I don't... <laughs> I guess I have a thicker head than you do too, because I can't get it through my head that that these work as you know perfectly every time for me. So I'm getting there. Yeah, um, it's interesting. Yeah, but yeah, let's uh, today talking about even though we've we've covered it a lot, and in the past when we had you on a regular basis, kind of a, a getting started with and a history of and introductory sure. to to uh, essential oils for today and our listeners. So let's start with what an essential oil is, because I'm going to be honest with you. When I was using some lesser quality oils, I was using them. I didn't even understand what they were. So obviously, we think of them aromatherapy. So we know they have a scent, and that's exactly what the oils are. They are the aromatic compounds. They're found in the seeds, the barks, the stem, the root, flowers, and other parts of the plant. So it depends on what plant. It is on, on where you find it. So lavender, for instance, comes from should come only from the flowers of the plant. Um, you know, things like cinnamon, we're aware of, comes from the bark. Things like frankincense comes from actually the resin, which is kind of like the sap of the tree. Uh, and other things like vetiver, ginger comes from the roots. So just depending on what uh, the specific oil is depends on where it comes from the plant. And those aromatic compounds are essentially, they're not just, a good smelling thing. It's not just, oh, you know, I put on lavender and it smells great and so that relaxes me. No, they actually have um, chemical constituents in it. Now, I said chemical. That sounds like, hey, Trace, I thought you were saying that they were, you know, not toxic. What I mean is, is a biological chemical. So this isn't, again, this isn't just, oh, they smell good, they make me feel good. There is real science and real chemistry behind the oils. And anybody who's gone to any of my classes that I teach um, or just talk to me at any length in real life knows I am a geek about the science of the oils. So I won't go deeply into that here at all. But no, if anybody ever has any questions, they're more than welcome to contact me through my Facebook page, Purple Lotus Oils, and we can talk geeky science about it all day long. I love that. So 
there's different chemical constituents in it. Um, you know, sesquiterpenes, pinenes, um, limonenes, all sorts of different chemicals that are found um, in all essential oils and in different concentrations. So when you're using an essential oil, that's what is giving you the effect. And of course, since plants are biological carbon-based organisms, and we are biological carbon-based organisms, our body can recognize those um, constituents that are in the essential oils and use them much the same way. So again, I, uh, I always want to make sure I say, I am not a doctor. I'm not saying that, you know, for you to do anything or that I know anything better than your doctor. Always check with your healthcare provider. Do your own research. Um, just talking about what works well for me. Uh, but you'll find that uh, your body reacts to these chemicals the way differently than the way drugs work. So the way drugs work, and by drugs I mean any pharmaceutical, whether it be prescription or, or over-the-counter, and that includes things like Tylenol and Advil. Those generally are synthetic, so they're fake. And a lot of times they come from very natural sources. You know, aspirin comes from willow bark, white willow bark. And so, you know, years ago, Native Americans would chew the bark of a willow tree and they would get an analgesic effect. Well, science took that willow bark, studied it, said, okay, so this is the part that makes the pain go away. Let's cut that out and reproduce it. So they just kind of like a cookie cutter. They take an imprint of that and they just reproduce it. So what you get when you get an aspirin or similar drugs is you get a compound that's been isolated from all the other compounds that it was originally with. So that's why drugs have side effects. That's why essential oils don't because they're still surrounded by, you know, sometimes as much as hundreds of other chemical compounds that work with that. But when you have that drug that is synthetic, it's very large and molecular size. So what does that mean? That means that when it goes in your body, a couple of things. First of all, it's foreign to your body. So it's not something that's normally in your body. So the way that drugs work is by tricking your body into doing something. So it either plugs up receptor sites in your cells, in your nerves. Um, it makes your body do something it wasn't ready to do. It stops your body from doing something it was naturally doing, and that's the way drugs work, and that's why they have side effects. Um, those large molecules of drugs can't pass through things like the blood-brain barrier, which is a like a membrane that surrounds your brain and kind of protects it from all the, the junk and chemicals we're exposed to, which is a great design, um, So, but it can't get through there. So that's why we don't have a lot of drugs that are effective for things like Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or things that are deep in the brain. Essential oils are really tiny in, in molecular size because they're natural and our bodies can use those. So they recognize those compounds and it can pass through things like the blood-brain barrier. So we talked, I talked a minute ago about frankincense. Frankincense has sesquiterpenes in it. Sesquiterpenes can cross the blood-brain barrier. So people will find that they can use essential oils for things to mitigate symptoms or to help with um, any ailments they may have that maybe drugs aren't as effective for, and they find that they have a lot less side effects because of the the naturalness and the protective quality of the essential oils. Does that make sense? Was that too was that too geeky, sciencey, or anything? <laughs> no, it makes sense to me. <laughs> okay, so 
Then when I'm talking about quality of oil, so let me just kind of go over this a bit. Now, again, I prefer doTERRA oils. That was after doing a lot of research. Um, and the eventual reason I came to doTERRA is not only just the quality of the company, but the oils themselves are natively sourced. So let's talk about what that means. If you, you know, if I ask you, where does the best coffee come from? You're going to tell me South America. Where, does, where do the best wines come from? Easy, that's France. There's something about the soil, the climate, the altitude, the amount of rain, the amount of sun, the humidity in the air, all those things in France that grows amazing grapes. You can take a cutting from a grapevine in France at one of these fancy expensive vineyards, and I don't know enough about wine to know anything more. You could take that home and you can plant it in your backyard, and it may actually even grow. But when you then take the grapes from that plant and the grapes from its mother plant that's growing in France and study those molecular compounds, they are not going to be the same. They are literally the exact same plant, but because of the different growing conditions, you're going to get a less desirable level of the beneficial compounds. So, Tara, I liked that it was natively sourced, that the plants grow where they grow best, where they were meant to grow, um, you know, whether you view that by evolution or by design. That's where these plants are meant to grow. And then they're processed in a way that maintains those beneficial compounds. So if I'm going to pay for an essential oil, I want to make sure I'm getting a pure one and I'm getting one that has high levels of the beneficial stuff that I want in it. So that kind of talks a little bit about um, why I chose that. So I never say anybody, you can only use doTERRA oils. Those are the only ones you can use. There are other good ones out there, absolutely. Um, there are a lot of not good ones out there, and so that's what I kind of want to address right now. If, if you've got your $3 bottle of peppermint that you bought at Whole Foods, why is that probably not a good bottle of oil? So let's talk about quality and purity. So quality is what one of the things I just addressed. So how are the plants grown? right? Um, are they grown in the right place? Are they forced grown in a greenhouse? Are they forced to grow in Utah or somewhere where lavender doesn't naturally grow? That's going to affect the quality of the oils. Um, the next thing would be purity. So um, with well, actually back to quality for a minute. It is legal in this country to sell essential oils that are not 100% essential oil in the bottle, even if it says that. So the, the example I always give is if you buy pure vanilla extract, you understand that's not actually pure vanilla extract when you buy that for cooking, right? You understand that it's in some sort of a solvent, whether it be alcohol or something like that, to make that be a liquid. It's the same thing with essential oils. It is legal to label it 100% pure lavender oil. And it could be as little as 5 to 10% lavender oil. And that other 90 to 95% is going to be a filler. Now, mm -hmm. a lot of people will choose to do something very natural, like coconut oil or almond oil, which is fine. That's all natural, too. Unless, of course, what if you have a tree nut allergy? They don't actually have to label that they put almond oil in there. So that can be a problem. Uh, but because coconut oil and almond oil 
is more expensive than chemicals and solvents like propylene glycol, a lot of companies will go with that. I will tell you, if you have a bottle that's 5% lavender oil and 95% propylene glycol, it will smell, you will not know it. That's what Mm -hmm. I will say. You won't be able to tell by the feel necessarily. Uh, If you're used to that smell, you you won't necessarily know. Um, there's not, other than doing things like um, gas chromatography, mass spectrometry, you won't be able to tell just in your home if that's 100% pure or not. And again, legally, they don't have to tell you. Some will. Some will say 10% essential oil in a solution of coconut oil, blah, blah, blah. But most won't because why should they? They don't have to. So that's the first thing to keep in mind. So you may not be getting 100% in that bottle. Um, If it is cut with something else, that shortens the shelf life of the oil. So 100% pure essential oils actually have quite a long shelf life. Citrus oils, not as much because they're actually cold-pressed from the rind of of whatever citrus plant it is. Um, So those don't last as long. But things like, you know, again, mentioned frankincense, sandalwood, especially the resinous ones, actually get better over time. So they can last years and years and years and years. So when you invest in a quality bottle of oil, you know it's going to last for a long time. Uh, Mm -hmm. When you buy a cheap bottle, it's going to go rancid because it's mixed with other stuff. So, again, you might think you're saving money, but if it's not 100% in there, then you're already losing money there. And then if it's going to go bad after a few months, you're going to have to rebuy it. And, of course, if it doesn't work, then you're, you're losing all that money. So that's that. The purity is another thing. So I talked about lavender. Lavender should come from the flowers of the lavender plant. Companies like doTERRA only use the flowers from natively sourced lavender grown in France. Other companies... Even if they're being honest that that bottle has 100% lavender oil in it, to make it go further, they may throw in not only the flowers, but the stem, the leaves, the roots, everything goes in the pot. So they're, they're being honest when they say it's 100% lavender, but it's not 100% lavender from the therapeutic part of the plant. So that's purity, quality, those are the kind of things to keep in mind when you're selecting your essential oils. So just know your oil. Yeah, that's interesting. So the the most potent for us lay people, the most potent part um, is is what the the part that you actually want. Right. Or or where just wherever that beneficial compound is found in that plant. There will be aromatic compounds or oils in every part of the plant. However, the beneficial ones will be in a very specific part. So, you know, with juniper – there's oil in the leaves, there's oil in the stem, but it's really juniper berry that has the high level of the beneficial constituents that we want. So that is good to know. Okay. Um, and, and again, I'm, uh, they've yelled at me in my classes because I call myself cheap. They said, no, you're frugal. Okay, so I'm frugal. Uh, I don't want to spend money on something I have to throw away, and I certainly don't want to have to spend money on something that doesn't work. So I had a friend, um, I have a friend who makes her own soaps and lotions and stuff, and she, we talked about oils. And I said, you know, I've got a, I've got a lot of people in my team 
that love oils and they would love to buy some homemade soap. But I'm going to be honest with you, they're not going to buy it if it's made with cheaper quality oils. Is there any chance you could use doTERRA? And she said, ah, I just, I don't think I can do it because I buy my lavender oil by the jug. She buys it in a big glass jug. That's how much she has to buy. So she's looking at this tiny little bottle of doTERRA going, I don't know if I could do that. I said, will you just try it for me? And she said, okay. She came back to me. She was using three tablespoons, three tablespoons of her jug of oil to get the scent that she wanted in that soap. When it came to doTERRA, she had to use eight drops to get the same effect. So that's the difference in the purity and, and often the quality. And there's other things, you know, along those lines, too. A lot of companies, when they do use a lesser amount of oil, um, sometimes they even use different species of plants. That's important to know what species of plant is in the oil. Mm -hmm. They'll also add something called fragrance. Legally in this country, you only have to label it as fragrance on the bottle. It could be any one of more than 200 chemicals, many of which are carcinogenic. Carcinogenic means they cause cancer. So again, let's say, you know, you hear me talk about diaper rash on the show, and you hear me say that, you know, um, lavender and melaleuca oil are great for helping with diaper rash. So that you're like, oh, but I didn't do what Tracy told me to do and get my doTERRA oils ahead of time. I'm just going to run up to Whole Foods or the natural store and, and get these bottles. So you get these two little bottles. So now not only are they probably not 100% lavender, 100% melaleuca, not only is there a good chance that they're 95% chemicals that you're putting on this open rash on your baby's bottom, but there's a chance that there's cancer-caused chemicals in there too. So it's, that defeats the whole purpose of what you're trying to do. We're trying to use essential oils to be healthier to get away from toxins. So that's why it's important to really choose quality oils whenever you're serious about doing essential oils, starting your essential oil journey. Okay. okay. So should we move on to how we use oils? So how we, how we use oils. There's three ways that you can use a quality oil. So an oil like doTERRA can be used three ways. Aromatically topically, and internally. So let's talk about aromatically, because that one, that's the one we think of, aromatherapy, right? You can smell it. And if you can smell an oil, it means that the molecules, right, are leaving the bottle. They're traveling into your nose. They're, you know, plastering themselves against the lining of your nose, and they're actually um, being taken internally in your body. Believe it or not, when you smell something, it ends up touching the inside of your nose lining, and it ends up going in your bloodstream. That's how we can inhale certain medications. That's how come if a, a train with some hazardous chemicals turns over, you've got to clear out of the area because just breathing in those fumes can actually get in our bloodstream. So when it comes to essential oils, by just breathing them in, you're going to actually get them into your body system. So that opening up a bottle and smelling it, Boom, that's the easiest way absolutely to do it. A lot of people like to use them in their home environment, so you can achieve that many ways. You can put it, um, you can put it on cotton balls and put them around your home. Be careful if you have pets or children, 
or sometimes they seem like they're one and the same, that might eat the cotton balls, that kind of thing. Uh, people are using essential oils, say, for help in sleeping, um, to help them sleep deeply or to stay asleep or to help fall asleep. Sometimes they'll put a couple drops on a cotton pad. It's a little circular cotton pad that women will use to take off their makeup and just tuck that inside their pillow. If you can smell the scent, you're getting the effects. So that's a way to do it. You can make a room spray. Um, you can use various things. We talked before, I remember, a while back about making a, a fabric and linen spray, so AKA non-toxic Febreze, that was, uh, that was that used vodka, because vodka actually helps things really evaporate. So you can make a spray with essential oils and water, vinegar and water and vinegar and water and vodka, all those things, and spray it around the room. And again, you get the scent in the air, you're getting the effect. And then finally, there's something called a diffuser. Um, there are fan force diffusers. This would involve a cotton pad in front of a fan type device. And again, people will approximate that at home. Remember, I'm frugal. You can get those cotton pad makeup remover things, put a few drops of oil and clothespin that on your box fan that you've got in your house anyway. You can do that, or you can buy these fancy ones that force the air through. A little bit better than that is something that's called an ultrasonic diffuser. Um, it uses a little pot. You have a little pot of water that you put a few drops of oil in, and it actually makes tiny little um, ultrasonic vibrations that breaks the water up into tiny particles, little nanoparticles that then the oils kind of hitch a ride on and get diffused into the air that way. It is not a humidifier. They kind of look the same when they're operating, although a diffuser is much smaller usually. But I just always want to warn people. People will say, oh, I put oils in my humidifier all the time. Great. But for most people, you don't want to do that when you're using quality oils because one of the wonderful properties of a lot of oils is that they break down toxins uh, like petrochemicals. Petrochemicals right, are made or used to make a lot of plastics. And obviously right. our humidifiers involve a lot of plastics. So what you may find is you may put some oils, when you get some good oils like this, you may put some oils in your humidifier, and it works great the first night. But the problem is the oils have made contact with those rubber gaskets and seals and tubes. And the next night, it still kind of works. And then the next night, all of a sudden you have a puddle of water on your floor, and you're like, hey, how did that happen? <laughs> so... You know, diffusers can be um, can be had for as cheap as about twenty twenty five bucks. The ultrasonic ones. Uh, I always tell people, you know, it's not a diffuser you're going to pass down to your children's children, but it's going to work for what you need it to. And then when you're ready, you can invest in a nicer diffuser. Um, DoTerra has one that is eighty some odd dollars, but fantastic. I've had mine for a while, and so it it runs all night and. You know, I'm glad I upgraded to that, but I still have my my more or less expense one that I still use in the kitchen and stuff whenever I'm cooking. I diffuse a little lemon oil to cut that smell, especially if I'm cooking something stinky like fish or something. So, or if I burn something, which you know still happens occasionally. Yeah, we so use it whenever we cook possum. We cook a big pot of possum down here in the south that stinks up the whole house. So <laughs> there you go. It works, and then again, what's great about, we'll get to topical here in a bit, but you can use the oils in your food too, so 
uh, or we'll get to internal here in a bit. So topical, that's the next one. So topical means on your body, on your skin. So when we're talking topically, we're meaning the process of putting the oil somewhere on your body. Now, when you're using potent essential oils, like you said, 100% pure essential oils like this, you should always dilute them. Now, dilute is another word that has kind of a negative connotation to it. Because the only time we hear dilute is in kind of a context of we're getting cheated out of something. Like, oh, they diluted that. Diluting just means to make something kind of less intense. So the way I kind of explained it is if I was going to use a drop of peppermint on my arm for some reason, I could put one drop of peppermint on my arm and rub it in. And I would get, because essential oils that are 100% pure are very crisp, they're very clean, they're absorbed into your skin very quickly, I would get it in about, you know, a couple square inch area, right? And, and then that entire drop could be absorbed in my body. Although I will say, when you use it undiluted, a lot of it ends up evaporating into the air. So maybe I'd only get 50% of that drop in my body. But moving on, if I would put that one drop in a teaspoon of something like coconut oil, then rub that on my arm. I would get that all up and down my arm. My body would still absorb that full drop and actually might absorb more than if I just put it on without diluting it. And it's not going to be in any one tiny spot. So it's less intense. It's the bed of nails analogy. You lay on one nail, ow. If you lay on a thousand, it just kind of spreads it out a little bit. So it it's not as pokey. <laughs> so diluting oils is always the safest thing to do. Now, there are times and situations that people will use them directly from the bottle. That, again, is a personal choice. Oils like lavender and frankincense, really, I would have no qualms about using those directly from the bottle. Certainly don't rec recommend that anybody else does. That's your own decision. Um, you know, in cases of burn, using lavender directly from the bottle is something that a lot of people will do. That's your choice. But the point is diluting them down is never a bad thing. So when we dilute, and it's often more safe. So when we dilute them down, we want to use any vegetable-based oil. So what's great is most of us have things like olive oil already in our house. So it has to be yep. another plant-based oil because pure essential oils don't mix with water. So coconut oil is kind of the gold standard. So let me talk about coconut oil for a minute. Um, coconut oil comes in two forms, your kind of traditional coconut oil that a lot of us have in a jar in our kitchen that we cook with already. And we know yep. in the winter it gets turned solid, like Crisco, and in the summer it's liquid, more like canola oil. So we that's experienced because that just in the last two weeks. Jen bought a jar, yeah. a mayonnaise, big mayonnaise-sized jar of, um, of coconut oil, and it was yep. as thick as Crisco. And then uh, we had it out in the RV. We got back here to the homestead uh, for the next six weeks. It was out in the RV, and um, it didn't have the air conditioning on in there. It was in the kitchen, and it heated up in there. And I went outside, and it was as, just like <laughs> liquid oil. Yep. That's what it is. Well, so and a lot of people will use that in their larder or in their storage area of their home, if they're storing, like, things, you know, for long-term periods, they'll keep a little bottle of um, coconut oil in there to know the temperature. Because I can't remember offhand, it's, it's in the mid-70s 
when that change starts to happen between solid to liquid. So if it's, you know, if it's solid, you know that your larders no hotter than 75 degrees or so, which is good to know. So you can use it that way too. So traditional coconut oil has that effect of changing from solid to liquid. There's something called fractionated coconut oil, and that is coconut oil that's been heated slightly to break apart some of the fatty acid chains that are in the oil so it will stay liquid at room temperature year-round. It also actually kind of helps remove the scent of the coconut oil. So when I'm using um, regular coconut oil for things like um, moisturizers and stuff, I actually don't mind that I smell a little bit like coconut. It smells a little tropical. I pretend I'm on an island somewhere. (laughs) But whenever I'm using things um, with other scents that maybe coconut oil doesn't mix with uh, or that I don't want the flavor of coconut oil, you mentioned mayonnaise. A lot of people will use uh, coconut oil to make their own homemade mayonnaise, and you don't want it to taste like coconut. So you can use fractionated coconut oil for those purposes. Um, So it's easy. Right now in the summer, no big deal if I'm going to dilute some oils, uh, especially on kids. You always want to dilute on kids. So if my kids would get a cold now and they would get kind of crispy sounding in their chest, I like to put a drop of thyme and a drop of eucalyptus on their backs and rub it in with some oil. I could easily go to my coconut oil jar and scoop up a little in my hand and it'll be liquid and I'll be able to put the drops of oil in and put it on the back really easy. When it's like December, then I have to get out the spoon and like tie some out and hold it in my hand till it melts. Um, so using fractionated coconut oil is a lot easier uh, for just really quickly using oils year-round. Um, it's also great if you're going to make your own kind of mixtures up ahead of time. Now remember, if you mix your oils with coconut oil, that's going to shorten your shelf life because of the coconut oil. So you want to make sure you only mix as much as you're going to use in about a year. So you can buy empty bottles. You can buy empty bottles with little rollers on the top that you can make your own. We call them roller balls or roller bottles of things. So here at the house, we've got a roller bottle that we use for tummy. It's called our tummy trouble roller. So that's if anybody has any tummy issues. We've got one that's the allergy blend. So we use that if anybody's getting the sniffles from being outside or especially right now. I'm going through it like crazy because of um, when I go outside without my protective oil on for mosquitoes, you come in with a few skeeter bites. So just roll that on, or just anything that gets kind of itchy. The allergy roller is great for that. Uh, we have ones that are for colds and flus to help boost our immunity. So those roller bottles with the fractionated coconut oil is a really quick way to just get the oils already diluted and, and roll them right on. So that's kind of an easy way to use the oils. Um, so topical, there's different thoughts on the amount that you want to dilute it down to when you're using it topical for babies. So what that means is one drop of oil in a teaspoon of a carrier oil. Um, Or if you want to literally think of it, one drop of the essential oil and 99 drops of something like fractionated coconut oil or almond oil, jojoba oil, grapeseed oil, any vegetable-based oil. So that's an easy way to think of that. Toddlers, 2%. Young kids, you know, kids need 3 to 5%. Adults do about a 5 to 10%. That's what most people do. Um, but, again, that's a personal preference. So 
-hmm. What's important about that is if you buy a bottle at the grocery store and it says it's 100% pure lavender oil. So you, you dilute it down to use on your baby or your toddler, and it works just fine. But say it was only 5% in there and you didn't know that. And then the next bottle you buy is a different brand, and it also says 100%. So you dilute it down the same way, but this one was 70%. And now it's much too strong to be used on your baby. So that's a huge factor in knowing the purity of the oils yep. you're using. Because if you don't know the percentage, how do you know what you're diluting it down to? So that's an important And then how would you know what to use next time, if it's going to be a different or a different brand? Yeah, it makes, it makes perfect sense to me. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, along that line, the quality of the chemical constituents that are in um, a bottle of oil varies widely on not just where it was grown, but when it was harvested, how it was harvested. So an example I use in my classes is thyme oil. Uh, the, if you're using thyme oil for something, it, it's got, again, every oil has hundreds of constituents in it. But for the most part, if you're using thyme oil, it's because it has a high level of thymol, T-H-Y-M-O-L, how aptly named. So you want a nice high level of thymol. Now, whether the thyme is harvested in spring or summer or fall, that's pretty much the same level of thymol. That's good. That's great. That, that makes it easy. However, there's another constituent called carvacrol. Now, carvacrol is, is great, and it has its own properties that are wonderful for things. But one of the things about carvacrol is it's very intense. Uh, what we would use the word, it's a hot oil. So if it's used and not diluted enough on your skin, it's very kind of burny, Okay. If you get a bottle of a different company that harvests their time, you know, year-round, you may get one bottle that was harvested in spring, and you dilute that time down to the amount you want it or that you think you're doing, and you put it on, and it's just fine with your skin. And then the next bottle you get was fall harvested, and now it's got these huge levels of Carvacrol in it, and you dilute it the same way, and suddenly you look like you have a chemical burn on your arm. What's the difference? Because you don't know. You don't know from bottle to bottle. So a company like doTERRA only uses spring harvested thymol. So you know, even though every bottle you get is going to be a little bit different based on the plants that it came from and, you know, the rain that happened that year in that region, uh, but you're going to know that the chemical constituents are constant from bottle to bottle. So, again, I'm frugal. I like to know these things. So that's aromatic and topical. And then the last way is internal, okay? This should okay, only be there. done. Okay. Hold that thought, and we're going to go to commercial Absolutely. break. When we come back, we can talk about internal. Sound good? Absolutely. Okay, good deal. Uh, we're talking with Tracy with Purple Lotus Essential Oils, and we're talking kind of an introductory class today uh, about what are they, how they work, how to use them, different methods, the whole nine yards. And then as she comes back, and we welcome her back on a regular basis, she'll have different specific uses for ailments for around the house, for around the yard, back to school. I know we did something last year, back to school, summertime, uh, uh, insect repellent, cleaners, and how you can use essential oils the whole nine yards. So we'll talk about internal uses when we return right after this short break. Stay with us, folks. 
Ware Manufacturing has been building quality hutches since 1983. Ware manufactures modern chicken hutches, barns, pens, and nest boxes designed especially for the backyard flock. Ware offers hutches and pens for every yard size and every chicken keeper's budget. Visit their website at waremfginc.com. That's W-A-R-E-M-F-G-I-N-C.com. Or call them to find a retailer near you at 1-888-824-7257. Ware Manufacturing. Introducing the Chicken Fountain, a new way to water your flock. The Chicken Fountain will change your life and keep your chickens healthier by providing clean, fresh water every time. No more daily cleaning of dirty chicken waterers. This semi-sealed system keeps every drop of water fresh and clean. Proudly made in the USA, the Chicken Fountain will provide your flock with fresh, clean water for years to come. To order your Chicken Fountain, visit ChickenFountain.com. That's ChickenFountain.com. Ideal Poultry has been a family-owned and operated business since 1937. Their business is built on customer service and quality poultry. From rare white and brown egg layers to broilers, ducks, turkeys, and bantams, Ideal Poultry is the largest supplier of backyard poultry in the United States, shipping close to 5 million chicks annually. Visit them online at IdealPoultry.com. That's IdealPoultry.com. Hey, it's the Chicken Whisperer. If you're in the market for a new incubator, then look no further than GQF. They have a great selection of tabletop and cabinet-style incubators at prices you can afford. I love my GQF Genesis Model 1588. It has a large picture window and an automatic thermostat, which makes for a better hatch every time. Go pick out your new incubator at GQFRadio.com. That's GQFRadio.com. Pictures of chickens on aprons are common across America, but picture a chicken wearing an apron and you'll probably get a good chuckle. Laugh if you must, but nothing protects hens better than the Hen Saver Hen Apron. Hen Saver Hen Aprons protect your hens from the damage caused by an overly affectionate rooster and may even provide protection from an unexpected hawk attack. Hen savers come in several different sizes to fit both bantam and standard sized hens and roosters. Colors include camo, denim, navy, brown, khaki or black, and soon pink. Crazy K Farm is expanding its already colorful hen saver collection to include the color pink. A portion of their sales will be donated to organizations that fund breast cancer research and awareness. Order your Hensaver aprons today at Hensaver.com. That's Hensaver.com. Hey, it's the Chicken Whisperer here to tell you that if you have backyard poultry, nothing is more important than making sure your feathered friends are safe from infectious poultry diseases. Learn the simple steps to keep your birds healthy by visiting this website, healthybirds.aphis.usda.gov. 
That's healthybirds.aphis.usda.gov. A message from the USDA. Hi, I'm country music artist Nathan Osmond, and you're listening to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. How would you like a punch in the beak? All right, thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, a kind of a brand new episode, if you will, uh, all about essential oils and a Tracy with Purple Lotus uh, essential oils, and uh, we're just kind of covering the basics, kind of a good getting started um, uh, show today, and then when the, every time she comes back again, she'll have specific uses for the different oils that she's chosen for the show. So we're talking about different ways to use them, and uh, I think we uh, I'd cut you off right before internal uses, so we'll continue with uh, that. Absolutely, and I'm not going to do a lot with that because the only oils that should be used internally are oils that have a supplement facts on the side of the bottle. So just like okay. when you buy a box of cereal, it's got the nutrition facts on the side. This is something that's on supplements, and that's what essential oils are considered in this, com- in this country, a supplement. So you're going to want it to have a supplement facts that says it's safe to be taken internally. Of okay. course, if, you're got, if you have something like lemon um, or something that, as a plant, is safe to be used internally, and your bottle of essential oil says you can't use it internally, I have to ask myself, what are they putting in there? So keep that in mind. I won't go into a lot of it. But if you have a brand like doTERRA, which if the oil's safe to be, you know, if the, if the plant's safe to be used internally, the oil is, it'll have that supplement facts box on the side. If that's the case, um, you really, again, if we use it aromatically, it's getting internal. If we use it topically, it's going into our bloodstream, that's going internal. So really the only reason you need to use oils internally by mouth is for issues of digestion, uh, some other kind of organ-type issues. If you just, um, you know, things like pain, things like allergies, you can still achieve those same results if you use the oils externally. So we're very much in a pill-popping kind of mentality, um, this country. And so we think that if we, need, if we need something to work, we need to take it internally. That's not always the case with essential oils. They can be very safe, but they are very powerful. So they, that would be something to use with caution, and, and only once you get more comfortable. And there's some people who never use them internally, and that's okay, too, because, again, using them the other two ways, they still get internal. You can get those same effects. You never... Never, never want to put any essential oil in your eye or directly in your ear. So one of the great things, um, one of the first things that a lot of us parents will find a good use for essential oils is ear infections. Because that is the worst with little kids. Like you said, there's not a lot of products you can use on them. Most ear infections are viral anyway. A lot of it's just a question of the way that their ears drain at that point in their lives. So... The typical way you treat an ear infection is to wait for it to become really, 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 really bad and your kid's waking up at 2 in the morning and screaming or, you know, they won't nap or crying all day. So you take them to your doctor or your urgent care or the ER if it's the middle of the night and they look in the ears and they say, yep, those are sure red. Here's an antibiotic. And again, 
maybe, you know, less than 50% of those infections are bacterial anyway. So an antibiotic's not going to work already on more than half of those. But they give it to you anyway, and your kid takes it, and in a few days their ear starts feeling better, which it might have anyway. But in the meantime, you've given the antibiotics that do horrible, horrible things to their gut, to their gut flora. So they end up getting diarrhea, and if they're still in diapers, they end up getting diaper rash, or even if they're not still in diapers, just the act of wiping 80 times a day sometimes gives them a little bit of a rash down there. So now you're dealing with that, and it takes you a couple weeks and like 30-some-odd dollars once you factor in co-pays and all that to get back to normal. With the sense oils, the minute that my youngest comes up to me and says, Mom, my ear feels full, or, you know, my ear sounds funny, or I can't hear as well out of this ear, we don't have to wait for it to become this huge issue and then rush in and try to save it. We can start using things like lavender and melaleuca right away around the ear, help that ear open up and drain and really work better. And then not only do I save a lot of money, but he never has to go through that pain, which is worth all the money in the world, of course, as a parent. So you can do that. If it's a really bad ear infection, you don't catch it in enough time, you can do something like a drop of basil on a cotton ball and stick that in the ear opening. But again, you never want to drop essential oils down into the ear. So internal ears is a very limited thing. Um, and, and again, something that maybe is a little bit more for people who are more comfortable using essential oils. Make sense? Yeah, absolutely. All righty. So let's talk briefly because I know I saw a lot of the comments on Facebook about people being very excited with using essential oils with their chicken. And we talked about this before, and I'll kind of briefly go over this again. Okay. Animals have a little bit different physiology than we do. Um, I've heard someone say that it's like cats are from another planet because literally their physiology is just so much different than even dogs um, and other mammals. So, again, this is something that kind of requires a little bit more research by the user in knowing what to do. As a general rule, again, know your oils that you're using. They have other chemicals in them that maybe aren't safe to use around birds, right? We all have learned from you that it's okay to use the single antibiotic um, ointment on birds, but not the triple antibiotic or whatever you call that, the triple one, because that's not safe for our chickens. So I don't know if it's a cheaper brand oil. I don't know what other chemicals are in there, and I don't know if that's safe to use on birds. When we're talking something like doTERRA that's 100%, um, then you can kind of approach that in a different way. With any animals, dogs, cats, chickens, um, you always want to super, super, super dilute that down. You want to treat them like they're a tiny little baby because they are so much smaller than we are. Obviously, if you have a 100-pound dog, you don't have to treat it as such a tiny baby, but it's still a lot, you know, smaller than, than you are at 200 pounds. So you always want to dilute it down for use in animals. Dogs are pretty, well, they're pretty much like dogs in that you can use most everything on them. They're pretty good about the way they process the oils. Again, cats kind of like cats, are kind of jerky in their physiology, and you have to be careful with a few of the oils on them. Melaleuca is one that you, you don't want to use directly on your cat, um, so keep that in mind. 
when it comes to animals in your home, it is okay to use the oils in your home. People will freak out and say, oh, my gosh, I just read that you're not supposed to use milk with cats, and I made a bathroom cleaner, and I cleaned my bathroom with it, and, and I have cats in the house, and I'm going to kill them. And I'm thinking, you're probably killing them. Even if that were the case, you'd be killing them a lot slower than if you used the you know, aforementioned scrubbing bubbles. We don't seem to think twice about all the chemicals we use in our house, but the minute we go to use essential oils, we're suddenly worried we're going to kill everybody. Um, right. So when it comes to use in the house, using them in sprayers and cleaners and everything is going to be totally safe for your animals. If you're diffusing them, so that means using that, you know, thing that's like a humidifier that's not a humidifier. If you're going to be diffusing them, make sure you use them in a room that the animal can leave if they want to. Animals are smart. They know if something's bothering them, they'll get up and leave. I also would recommend if you have tiny birds, you know, chickadee, lovebird, parrot-type thing, I wouldn't necessarily diffuse in the exact same room that the bird is in, just because if they're in that cage, they can't get away. So they can't make the choice. You make the choice for them and just diffuse in a different room. So keep that in mind when it comes to indoor use. Outdoor use, so in our chicken coops. Again, using different sprays uh, for pest control, right? We know things um, are good. Like spiders hate peppermint. That's one. Every freaking spring that comes across my Facebook feed, everybody posts ugly pictures of spiders to let everybody else know that spiders hate peppermint. Like, can you just tell me that without the scary-looking picture of the hairy spider? But, yes, spiders hate peppermint. So if you're using something around your barn or your coop, it's okay to use it, um, what would be on surfaces, um, and spray it around there. That's totally fine using them on your actual birds. There are people that commented before on your Facebook page just in these past couple of days. I know I talked about it last time. Yes, there are people who use things on birds directly. Again, want to make sure you dilute it really, really far down. So I shared with you some posts before about some different chicken bloggers um, who talk about how they've used frankincense and lavender and things on different wounds, including like bumblefoot and stuff like that. Again, when it comes down to how many people out there who don't know any better are grabbing the triple antibiotic and using it on their chicken feet, and their chicken lives, right? So they think, well, that must be okay. If you are a responsible pet owner or pet parent, however you see your fur and feather babies, if you are a responsible owner and you do a little bit of research before you use them on your pets, you're going to be fine. You really are going to be fine. There's, there's no reason to say never, never, never use essential oils on animals. That's just that's an archaic, historic way of thinking. Um, and I would liken it to, you know, if, if you watched an episode, the, the birth episode of I Love Lucy, it's just it's hard to believe that was 50 years ago. Like you know, where they kind of knock women out and the men have to wait in the waiting room and it's like, we don't do it like that anymore. It's kind of like that with aromatherapy. There's a lot of people who've been trained in a very traditional school of aromatherapy that says, you never do this, you never do this, and there's no scientific basis for it. It's very much based on, well, that's just the way we've always done it, so that's why I do it that way. So don't be afraid of people who say, oh, my gosh, danger, you're going to kill everybody if you use essential oils. It's, and, and we'll do more shows on specific things to use with animals. 
but you can absolutely use them with your goats, your chickens, your bunnies, everything, cats, dogs, husbands. Both did I lump those together? Sorry. I was thinking of hairy things that smell. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, so don't be afraid of that. Very nice, yep. Good information today. Uh, we ran a little bit over, but that's good because I know you're passionate about this topic and very educated on this topic because you've been doing it for so long. have tons and tons of information to share, but I think this is a really good uh, starter episode for people to get to get, side, get excited and uh, know what's to come as far as your level of uh, excitement, your level of experience, and your enthusiasm about the product, your experience with the product, and uh, definitely... Uh, Definitely love that, and we, we all are anxious to see what, what what's to come because the topics you shared were so timely with, you know, the summer and then the insects and then back to school and then around the home and in the backyard and insect control and different things like that. So uh, in the future, uh, listeners, every, every um, uh, show that we'll do with Tracy will have some type of, obviously, topic that she'll stick to because there's so much we can cover as you heard today and it was a lot that we covered but it'll be more uh, specific back to school around the home insect control uh, cleaning disinfecting um, different things like that and uh, uh, illness disease and, and all of that kind of stuff that we'll, we'll I know just kind we're going to have to start down. thinking of that soon aren't we it's yeah, going to be fall before we know it <laughs> so I will say that uh, purple lotus oils so Facebook.com backslash purple lotus oils. That's the color of the flower and the word oils. You can message me through there. Anybody can message me through there. If you have oils that you're wanting to try, if you would like to get some more information on using doTERRA oils, I'll be happy to type with you or we can chat on the phone. We can do that. Uh, or just follow the page for obviously more information and tips and tricks. But also if you have topics that you'd like to know more about, because I, when I pick these topics out for the shows we're doing or the classes I teach, I just pick things I'm interested in <laughs> and I roll with it. So, you know, there's maybe different things that you need to know about. I'd be more than happy um, to research a topic and do a show if I get several requests for it. And then also, I, um, we didn't get a chance to talk about this. I was traveling all over the country earlier in the year. This is part of the reason uh-huh. why we could connect teaching yeah. classes. So if people uh, would like to ever have a class in their area, um, message me for that, too, and we'll see if I can't get there. Um, I have, obviously, some friends who also are great with oils, and we'll see if we can get one of them there and and do a free class for them, and and they can kind of get that immersive in-home experience type thing where we can talk more oils together, and they can actually smell them. That's the one problem with the the radio show. We can't smell oils, so (laughs) we'll go from there. So, so give us your the, the Facebook page again, how people can reach out specifically to you. We'll do that first. Your Facebook page is what? Purple Lotus Oil. So it's Facebook, you know, www.facebook.com backslash Purple Lotus Oils. They can search in the top bar for Purple Lotus Oils. That will come up. Um, I think you've linked it on, you know, your Facebook page uh-huh. a few times, and we can put something up. It's It's not hard at all to find. Okay, and that also that that would be the best way to contact you if they're interested in um, getting started with DoTerra, uh, either as purchasing for usage, or if they want to get started as uh, as a consultant, I guess, with them as well. They can contact you. Absolutely, or just general usage questions. I, again, I know yeah. 
other companies don't provide the education that we do, and, and there's a lot of people who maybe have bought some other brands' oils and now they're left high and dry. I'm just, I would rather people use less toxic things than more toxic things, and so I'm happy mm-hmm. to answer any questions or chat with anybody. So, yes, sending me a message through there is the best way. Awesome. Very good. Well, Casey, thank you very much for, for joining us again. I think it's going to be a hot topic again as it was before, and um, hopefully we can continue this on a regular basis so people can tune in and know which which day you're going to be on. We'll be talking and posting on our Facebook page at the Chicken Whisper uh, what the topic will be when we have Tracy on. So thank you very much thanks. again for joining us today. Great show, and we'll talk to you very soon. Thanks, Andy. Get that RV up to St. Louis. I know. I need to head that way. So uh, we came through this last tour, but we were just driving through. We didn't have any stops or um, or any type of. You may have been on the road at that time, so we just kind of swung through on our way over to Indianapolis. Yeah, we we came through. Yep. We tried to look for the come see come see us Yanks up here. We like our Chicken Whisperer too. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Hey, take care. Thanks for coming on. Uh huh. Bye bye. Alrighty, folks. Uh, what a great show! I'm so glad and honored to have Tracy back on the show. Um, I don't know anybody else that's more experienced and and more passionate about uh, essential oils, using them, using them the right way, uh, than her. So we're really glad to have her back on, and I will keep you posted on our Facebook and Twitter pages of when she's going to be on, what the topic's going to be. So you got to love it and reach out to her. Tell her you heard her on the show and you appreciate what she's doing. And if you have any questions, definitely reach out to her for for that. That's going to wrap up another episode. Don't forget, tomorrow we have Richard Frudenberger, publisher of Back Home Magazine. He's going to be teaching us all about fermented foods. That's tomorrow with Richard Frudenberger, publisher of Back Home Magazine. Until then, we hope you have a wonderful afternoon. We'll see you tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Blog Talk Radio. God bless everybody. Lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.